Hi, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. So today is um, the first podcast that we have in November, and so I've got a few topics to talk about and just going to check the audio quality. And so if anybody, good morning, Tomas. If you're, I see you're on the call live. Thank you for being here. And can you just tap in and let me know that you can hear me this morning? Just want to make sure the solar flares are not interrupting any of the broadcasting. So if you can hear me, let me know. And then I will continue talking and we'll move on from there. So good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you for that feedback. All right. Okay, now I can go on. So my name is Ellie Molina and I am your hostess today on my podcast, Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. I am an intuitive, I'm a psychic. And I'm also the creator and founder of SciKidsAcademy.com, which is a magical place for children and their adults to learn to access and utilize their intuitive, psychic, and powerful mind abilities. So check it out and download your free 16-page brochure, um, Six Ways to Help Your Child tap into their inner magic. And you can get that at www.psikidsacademy.com. Okay, so without further ado, I want to just share that I um, and a number of friends, clients, colleagues, listeners are all on a 21-day manifestation journey. And this is a free manifestation journey. We are now on day three. And if you'd like to join us, there's still plenty of time. Just head over to the YouTube channel, which is Psy Kids Academy, P-S-I-K-I-D-S Academy. And that's the YouTube channel. And you can follow along there and catch up to where we are and what we're doing. And you've got 21 days to manifest something super awesome in your life. If you're on Facebook, also just look for me at Ellie Molina and send me a friend request and I'll add you to the group. So this is wonderful and good morning, good morning, good morning. All right, just let's talk about some planetary action before we start today's conversation. Uh, we've got a new moon happening tomorrow. It is a new moon in Scorpio at 13 degrees. So just take note. Remember, astrology is not written in stone. So it can influence, but it doesn't necessarily mean that this is the way that it is. So just a reminder, take it with a grain of salt. We use it as a tool. So tomorrow we have Uranus, which is retrograding it's an opposite of the sun and the moon in the new moon in Taurus. It's a Taurus Scorpio. And so it creates, no, it can create a jarring and unstable environment and now and in the weeks to come. So you may find yourself impulsively separating from an unhappy situation. Uh, you could be breaking bonds that have been holding you down 
Jupiter and Mercury are friendly. So your communication skills are going to be great, at least in helping to improve a bad situation, especially depending on your level of emotional intelligence, which we're going to talk about today. So basically just know that for the next few weeks, Things that are not working that you may not want to remove yourself from ah, because you've created a story, oh, they're going to be hurt, it's not going to work, blah, blah, anything, any story that you have. Just reminder that during this time, it is planetarily unstable, and so you may impulsively break. And just remember, when we leave something, always remember this, when we leave something, there's another door that opens. And the other thing that I really want you to be present to, when we leave something, we have been self-talking that for months before. So if you say to yourself, oh, I just unexpectedly got fired. You know what? No, you didn't. And so if you're honest with yourself, you've probably wanted to leave that job for months, but didn't have the courage or the, um, I guess, the courage or the, the knowing or the circumstances to make it right for you to leave. But the self-talk was there. So anything and those, oh, my marriage, you know, my marriage broke apart. I didn't know about it. That's not true. There are always signs. We don't want to see the signs. That's a different story. But the subconscious always bleeding in through dreams, letting us know that there's something going on. So nothing ever happens abruptly um, on even in situations that are out of our control. So if we're looking at major, uh, let's say major crises in the world, okay? They may have come at us abruptly, but if you start to pay attention and you look carefully, you're going to see the signs were always there. It's just a matter of connecting the dots. And these dots are so easy to connect in hindsight and so difficult to see on occasion when we're directly in the present moment. So basically what I'm saying is keep your eyes open and just know that uh, nothing comes out of nowhere. There's always been a cause and then there's the effect. Okay, so on the 5th of November, which is Friday, we have Venus entering Capricorn and we have Mercury entering into Scorpio. So now um, Venus and Capricorn can be very good for romance and attracting new partners, et cetera, et cetera. Again, you just want to look, where is your Venus in Capricorn? What house does that fall into? Because that will be, that will determine where um, you will have the most activity in your personal life. And if anybody's listening on the call and you would like to have a wonderful astrologer, just um, send me a message either at Ellie at elliemolina.com and I will set you up with uh, someone that I highly recommend for astrology. Okay, uh, thanks a lot on that one. And so Mercury entering Scorpio again. Uh, this may, depending on where it is in your planet, Mercury is has a tendency to be glib and to speak a lot and communicate a lot. Scorpio has a tendency to be secretive. So put those two together, okay, and then look to see what house it's in, and then you'll know whether uh, you're going to be speaking a lot or holding back a lot, okay, and just gathering information. Then on the 6th, 
we have Mercury sextile Venus, which is really going to be quite nice. These are going to be uh, good forces coming together for social interaction and even social media. So watch the energy on the 6th. And then remember that on November 7th in the United States, we have daylight savings time ending. So we are falling back an hour. Okay, so that takes care of the planets for now. Um, anybody have any questions or comments now that we have the live call? We've got a number of people here in the room. So I'd like to welcome Thomas and Deb and Lilige and uh, just welcome, welcome, welcome. So if anybody has any questions or comments, um, please ask now if you don't have a headset, a headset and you cannot call in to ask the questions directly, then just type them into the chat and I will answer them as they appear. Okay, so I'll give you a moment to do any of that. Oh, and okay. Hi, Jill. <laughs> Welcome to the call. And if anybody has any questions or comments, now's a great time to uh, speak. Okay, Thomas, I am living proof of manifesting. Yes, you are. Um, you know, I would love if possible for you to call in. I know that you are currently overseas. And if there is a way to call in, um, it would be so wonderful for people who are listening to the podcast to hear your story. Otherwise, um, oh, it's not possible for you to call in. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell Tomas's story if I have permission on that one. And um, Tomas, yes, <laughs> I do. Thank you. So Tomas uh, was living in the United States and he was ready. He was ready for a big major change. Everything in his body knew that it was time for a major change. So he made a declaration that he was going to move to Germany. Now, there were a lot of moving pieces in this moving to Germany. So first of all, Thomas does not speak German. So that's number one. Secondly, moving to Germany, uh, picking up, leaving your friends and some family and going to a foreign country is not an easy move to make. There, like I said, there are a number of moving parts. He had to sell his home. He had to move all of his furniture. He had to sell all his furniture. And then he had to get all of the proper paperwork in order. And then he had to find himself a place to live. And so just know that in a matter of months, I believe the process actually went into effect sometime around June where everything started to move, that he was able to sell his home, sell his furniture, and then move across the world, across the ocean to Germany and is now going to be moving into his new space come December 1st. So this was a huge manifestation. And again, took a lot of moving parts to do it and a lot of courage. Not many people are really willing to pick up and leave and go across the country like that. Sometimes though, when the calling is so strong, we have to do what we have to do. Our body tells us this is what we need to do. So thank you for sharing that. And thanks for being on this journey with us, Tomas. And it's really exciting to, to, to witness all of the 
um, manifestations that have been happening and coming for people. And I'm really excited about all the manifestations that are going to be happening for the people in the 21-day manifestation journey. So if you're interested in learning more about that, just email me at ellie at elliemolina.com. Okay, today I would love to talk about, for the remainder of the time, I want to talk about emotional intelligence and manifesting. So, you know, is there a connection? So that's the first step. Is there a connection between emotional intelligence and manifesting? Well, let's take a look at at emotional intelligence and look at what is it actually? So emotional intelligence is really the ability to handle your emotions and it takes self-awareness. So it takes that conscious awareness of understanding who am I being at this particular moment in time? So again, these are levels. You're separating yourself from your ego sense and looking at yourself and saying, wow, there are so many parts to me. There's an I and there's a me. And then there's uh, this higher voice at times. And then there's this cave person at other times. And who am I, basically? So when we're in the space of lower emotional intelligence, and I'm not even going to talk about frequency at this moment. I'm just going to talk about the intelligence. What we tend to notice is that people with low emotional intelligence are very aggressive and they're demanding and they're very egotistical, so it's all about me. They can tend to be bossy and confrontational. Uh, people with low emotional intelligence are glib, they're selfish, and they're impulsive. And there's a large resistance to change. On the other side, they can also be passive, and they can be unresponsive and very slow. And then they can be critical, picky, fussy and this perfectionism because you know perfectionism is just really fear okay and people who have these qualities respond to situations very very differently especially in leadership situations in family dynamics very differently to people who have a higher emotional intelligence people with a higher emotional intelligence are ambitious. And I really want to clear up the word ambitious because in many situations, ambition has been termed almost as if it's a negative quality. And there's nothing negative about being ambitious and wanting to have a better life for yourself and your family. There's nothing, absolutely nothing negative in ambition. They can be assertive. This is high emotional intelligence. They're assertive. They have a driving force. They're strong-willed and they're decisive. They're enthusiastic. They're sociable and they're persuasive. They're patient, stable, predictable, consistent. There's also detailed. They're careful, meticulous, and they happen to be neat on top of it. So um, of course, not all of these things have to be, you don't have to have check, 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 but depending on where you're at, we all know, you know, we all recognize behaviors that fall into low emotional intelligence. And we see what happens when people in, in leadership positions display a low emotional intelligence. Um, when I was a child, one of the um, most fascinating things that I ever saw was when Nikita Khrushchev, who was the 
um, the leader of, at that time, the Soviet Union, now Russia, when Nikita Khrushchev was talking at the United Nations, um, he was so upset that he actually took off his shoe and started pounding on the podium. Of course, the media ran with this even back in the day, and we only had like two stations, but they ran with it, and we got to watch the whole thing with our on our black and white television sets. And I just remember watching that and thinking to myself, wow, and I was so young. I was thinking to myself back at that time, like, wow, this guy can't use his words. He's not making his message clear. He's so frustrated that he's taking his shoe and banging it on the podium in order to have people hear him or recognize what he was saying. So now, you know, this is just a thought while I'm talking to you here live. Be interesting to get um, a copy of that footage again and see what he was so adamantly speaking about that wasn't being heard back at that time, that he felt that he had to take his shoe off and start pounding on the podium. Again, if we look at it from behavior and mannerisms, we'd say, well, you know what, that displays a very low emotional intelligence. Uh, for a country's leader. So we just want to notice where do we stand on this scale and how does this affect our ability to manifest, okay? So if we're looking at manifestation as an energy and we're looking at it as a frequency, then the higher the frequency, you know, since we're all, remember, this goes off to the tangent now, we're all energy and we're made out of energy and we all vibrate at a specific level of energy. And so depending on where we're vibrating and what our predominant thoughts and feelings are on this vibrational scale, well, that will then start to determine the kind of manifestations that we have. Remember, we are always manifesting. We're always getting what it is that we believe we want or that we feel that we, it's not even that we believe we want, because you could have a lot of people who um, want to manifest winning. Let's use the lottery as an example, because the lottery is really a big thing. We see a lot of people playing the lottery and the frequency that goes into playing the lottery. Why is it that people um, who play the lottery consistently and I'm using this as a statistic, people who play the lottery consistently and they still don't win, they'll have like a one or two win, you know, to keep them going, to keep it, to keep the, I'm going to use the word addiction going, to keep the hope going. And I use the word hope loosely because hope is a, a lower frequency on even though we use it all the time in our language, hope is a lower frequency than if we use a more powerful word, which would be to intend something. If we hope it, it almost feels as if we don't believe that this can happen or this can come true for us. Whereas when we intend something, we have a very different energy that goes into that. So the person who's going to intend that they win some numbers on the lottery has a higher chance of the person who hopes to win some numbers. I mean, you could just actually hear it, you know, your own people, you know, people around you in your life who hope for things to happen it is like almost it carries this negative kind of energy like, oh, well, it's, it's, oh, well, 
you know, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Whatever it is, it is. Okay. No. Um, the universe loves action and it loves when we take action and it loves when we are decisive. It loves when we work with the universe. And I'm not talking about force. I'm talking about personal power. So getting back to getting back to manifesting, when we think about manifesting, oh, I only manifest all these things that go wrong. Well, um, really good question to ask yourself would be, what are you thinking about and how are you feeling? Like, what is your major feeling in your body? So if you've got a major feeling of oh, this is not going to work, nothing ever works, what's the point? All of that, that's a feeling of hopelessness. It, it falls at a very low frequency on the vibrational scale. And if you want to learn more about that, um, I believe it's David Schwartz who has done a lot of research on that power versus force. You can check that out. And there's a lot of research that has been done in calibrations of energy on human beings. So then if we're looking at um, manifesting something from a lower frequency, the feeling in our body, the feeling in our subconscious will always win. That will be the overriding feeling that will give us the experience. So the more emotionally intelligent we are, getting back to questions like, wow, I'm enthusiastic, I'm social, I'm patient, I'm consistent, I'm not going to give up after asking the universe one or two times, I'm going to stay with this, I'm going to be optimistic, and I'm going to be strong-willed and decisive about what it is that I want. And then what will happen is that the universe is going to say, wow, this person really, I'm, I'm personifying the universe over here, but let's say this person really wants this. They're holding consistent. They're holding strong. They're standing there like Moses with a staff asking God to help part the seas. And so the universe will say, yeah, your wish is my command. I'm going to give this to you. And then all of a sudden the surrender part kicks in. And there you go. You have what it is that you want. And then you turn around and it's like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Well, believe it. Pinch yourself because you have created this. So I do believe this is a personal opinion. I don't have any proof on any of this. You know, there's no studies done that I know of that the more emotional intelligence we have, the higher emotional intelligence we have the easier manifesting will be for us, especially in the area of patience and being, being consistent. You know, if you're passive and you're slow to respond to things and you're, you're critical and you're picky and you're fussy, well, that's not really good because, you know, universe could be saying to you, hey, you know what? We're going to give you this, but there are things that we are not showing you to get to what you want. And then you're picky. So you're saying to God, you're saying to the universe, nah, that's not what I want. So I'm not going to go there. However, had you been more careful, perhaps more trusting and understanding of how this works and really trust and understanding of how this process works, then you'd say, well, you know what? I don't necessarily understand why all of this is happening. But I do know that this is part of the process. I understand this. And this is one of the ways that I'm going to get there. And so I'm going to go with it. 
and you go with the flow like that. And all of a sudden, lo and behold, you have what it is that you want. So you're not playing this role of I am greater than God. And I'm telling God, no, it can't go this way. It's got to go that way. Because that gets back into control. And that, yeah, I just got a comment over here. Uh, that, get back, that gets back into control. Okay. Um, great comment. The trust is the hardest part. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to reframe that for yourself on a personal note and look at it again with the metaphor that is perhaps overly used, but really a great metaphor. Take a seed. You have a seed. And let's use the acorn. You have an acorn seed and you plant it. And then what happens? You tr the acorn, when it gets planted, is going to trust the process that naturally it will begin to sprout under the ground. It will start to grow roots. There are only a few things that it needs. It needs sun and it needs water and air. So it has an intuitive pre-programmed growth in it. It is not going to grow into an oak tree. So it has a pre-programmed into it. Um, into who it's going to become. And if we look at human beings right now and we say, well, you know, have we been, are we pre-programmed into who we are becoming? I'm going to say not necessarily because we have free will, which is not available to other um, creatures or things on the planet. The, oak, the acorn's not going to say, hey, you know what? I have recognition consciousness that I'm an acorn and I want to turn into an oak tree. So that's not going to happen. But if we have now the awareness, okay, we have the awareness that we are planting our seed and that all we need to do is to, what are the requirements for trust? We need to stay focused. It is that it, can, it connects to the level of intelligence, that higher emotional intelligence. We need to stay enthusiastic about what we've planted. We need to be patient about what we've planted. We need to be uh, strong-willed and we need to be decisive that this is how it's going to go. Even when, like I said to you before, sometimes the circumstances around us don't look like we're going in the right direction. And then we begin to wobble. But all that is happening is that the universe is finding its way to get your dream to you. You know, it's not only a linear path because you decided that it's going to be a linear path. Universe works in its own ways. There are a lot of moving pieces. If we think about how you have to make, how a person makes a move across the country or across the ocean, there's so many moving pieces in that. It's not like just going to sell my house, pack up and go. So many other parts had to come together. People had to come together. People from other countries had to come together in order to make this work for you. So now it's the same thing with the universe. And that is where the trust comes in. That is where you say, I have planted my seed. And I'm going to be patient and I'm going to continue to give it my love and my fertilizer and the sun and the energy. And I know, I know intuitively that my dream will come to fruition. And then when you start to bump up against the things that are, um, let's call it the fears. When you start to bump up against the fears, that's a fine opportunity for you to take a look at pre-programmed fears in the belief system 
And so what are those pre-programmed fears in the belief system? What were those conversations that happened around you as a young person? So you have conscious awareness and consciousness. So you get now to identify those and you get to choose which beliefs you're going to take on and continue. And so thanks everybody. I'm getting just so yes. So you're going to look to see which beliefs work for you. If you pay attention, some of those beliefs, oh, you know, I'm never going to have any money. That's an inherited conversation. You probably picked that up when you were five years old. Is that true about you? Do you want that to be true? That's somebody else's conversation, not yours. You get to choose what conversations are going to be happening in your head. And so as you do that, then you become more and more aware and you get to the space of having a higher degree of emotional intelligence and self-awareness, that self-conscious aspect. You get to recognize all the human potential within you, and then you get to trust in your manifestations. So, you know, that's how I look at it. And um, there are some people who are such really superior manifesting machines, okay? And I happen to know that a number of people who are really fabulous manifestors call themselves that. Like they have an affirmation, I am a supreme manifester. I'm a manifesting machine. So you can adopt any of these. And uh, yes, and it's like continuing to nurture the garden. The weeds come, but we can prune. Absolutely, absolutely. And so that is just something that is practice, you know, just like Deb said over here, as the weeds come up, you pull them out. Those will be the negative things that people say to you. That'll be the self-doubt. That'll be uh, something coming at you that doesn't look like it's part of your manifestation. But what if you ask yourself, oh, what if you tell yourself, you know, what if this experience is just leading me to my manifestation? Hmm. Okay. And then you add some water and pull out some weeds. All right, everybody. Um, Questions, comments, we are nearing the end of today's podcast. So please uh, drop me an email. I love to hear from you. Join us on the 21 day manifestation challenge. If you're interested, like I said, send me an email, ellie at elliemolina.com and we'll get you all set up. We have uh, lots of days left to manifest. We're only on day three. So join the journey and be with like-minded people who will then help you and guide you and inspire you to have your manifestation grow. So this way we'll all be in the conversation together. Okay. I thank you all very, very much for being here with me today and I'll see you next week. And then on November 17th, I have a guest and his name is Rick Morrison and he is the author and founder of The Hug Store. And we're going to talk about hugs and how important they are. And then on the 24th of November, right before Thanksgiving, my guest is um, CrossFit coach, nutritionist, um, athlete, Ron Yellen, and we're going to be talking about health and fitness and mental fortitude. All right, everybody, have a wonderfully created week. See you on the journey. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and much love and many blessings. Thanks for being here. Bye.